Time for Isa Type. Isa Type's one from set flushing. Vega one. Where's he come from? Vega one's got up and one. And incentivised. What a star. Won the Caulfield Cup. Oh, Mystic Aroma. Three lengths in. There go, you mug. Oh, Margs, we're back at uh, at headquarters. Group one season. The boys are up and about, uh, more or less because it's Royal Gatton as well, uh, which we'll we'll get to in a second there, lads. But I don't know if you two knew this, but there is a group one this Saturday at the Hollow Ground of Eagle Farm. <laughs> there is, there is indeed the uh, the Tats Tiara. This was um, this is where Tafanate last year made me look like a complete fool and. Um, I tell you what, if Brooklyn Hustle lobs on the weekend, Lloydie's pockets will be full, but we'll all be a bit embarrassed. <laughs> well, I was just going to uh, try and segue Lloydie in as little as possible because without spoiling uh, too much, I believe he is heavily invested both emotionally, physically and financially on Brooklyn Hustle. And Lloydie, I guess one thing was at this day last year that Brooklyn Hustle came streaming down the outside to get the win. Uh, no, it was Stradbroke Day last year, but um, nonetheless, that was her her last victory uh, at the Holy Eagle <laughs> Farm in the Dane Ripper. And mate, she hasn't um, she hasn't really looked like winning since. So uh, maybe I'm mad, maybe maybe not, but we'll see. But look, she's um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there anyway. I think it's the last run. Yeah, we'll get there, and there's no maybes about it, mate. You are definitely mad. Um, even look, the sign is there. Those that are a bit superstitious or whatnot, if you look at her last three runs, it reads six, six, and six. She is the devil. Most females are devils in themselves, but if the signs can't be any clearer, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to convince you otherwise. But we've got nine races, uh, and look, it's not a bad little card, but we're sort of coming end of season now, aren't we, lads? So you're probably going to find, uh, well, we've got the Healy Stakes in the last, which is Group 3, but a few of these horses have been up for a bit in better grade, dropping back to, to Class 4s, 5s, BM79s, 2200s, whatever you want to call it. It's just a matter of finding which ones are, are still up and running and hopefully steering clear of the ones that have had enough. Bean, what do you reckon about this? Beautiful card here at Eagle Farm. We've got the rail six out, eight plus into the straight. So they, they might be coming off and wide. Um, yeah, look, there's a couple, I think, with a bit of form coming through. I think there's a, I think there's potentially oh, five or six afterthoughts. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's sort of hard to um, it's hard to say. I, the the last race of the day, I'm um, I'm a bit torn, but um, we'll get we'll get to that in the end. I, I don't think it's a bad card though, but it's just yeah, it's it's deciding on whether they've had enough and they're just like, oh, we'll see if we can jag something here. I think there's a bit of that getting around. And Lloydie, are you uh you relying on perhaps a, a runner at Gatton to fill you up to bet into the Tastiara, or is it build the bank at Eagle Farm before we head out to Gatton? Uh, well, I mean we're we're race two at Gatton. I think we're before I think we're before race two at Eagle Farm, so. Um, hopefully it's a build the bank for, for Tiara Day at Eagle Farm from after that at Gaddon. But um, look, I'm, I agree with Bean. It's a nice nice card at Brizzy on Saturday. You've you've probably got a this is probably the meaning you've got to be able to find that line of where's the horses that are you know starting to come through. Like you almost not necessarily put a pen through form that we've seen, but you've got horses that are having their sixth and seventh run for the prep, whereas you've got some that are only 
you know, first or second up. So, um, you know, a few different form lines and whatnot, fresh horses on the scene. It should be uh, should be a fun day. But I think this time last year they were on the outside fence by the end of the day. So um, Zaydani screaming down the down the outside running rail, high fiving us in the in the crown. So fingers crossed, it's a bit like that this year. Yeah, and from memory, that's right. We we had a bit of a fill up this time last year. So always, always come to the forefront here, Muggs. We are the Queensland Brisbane Racing Specialists. So <laughs> we'll touch on uh we'll touch on Gatton. And again, just quickly, we got Mystic Aroma on the quick backup, race two. Look, nothing went right last start, let's be honest, and leave it at that. But for those wondering, no, we are not smart enough and powerful enough to hook her to set up a plunge for the following week. Uh, if you follow us in, we, we dead set think she's a plunge at 250 to one and we back her in and then she starts at 300. So trust us, we lost as well, but redemption's a great thing. It's a great story. And look, that sort of sets us up to race one because Lloydie, I know we were on seduction queen last start uh, there at the sunny coast and look, you love it when they're traveling in the run and unfortunately you hate it when they get pulled out at the straight and you don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, but that was, well, that was about three weeks ago come Saturday. So do you forgive seduction queen over the mile class three handicap? Um, yeah, I do actually. I, I, I looked at that and obviously Balud lost the rider and pretty much fell in front of seduction queen. So, you know, you can just, you can just put a pen through that run altogether, really, second up. Um, the good thing, well, if there is a silver lining, that it was sort of late in the race, so it wasn't like it was pulled up after 200 metres. It had pretty much gone the whole whole race and had that run. So we can sort of look at it and say it is coming into this third up on Saturday, back to Eagle Farm, which it went well at first up um, earlier in the carnival and um, stays at the mile. So a bit of a nothing race to start the day. Um I'm with Seduction Queen again. Um, good luck. Uh, I'm not sure it deserves favoritism, but anyway, that's um, that's for the. Yeah, for the, I didn't do it either. Yeah, I was a bit surprised it came out on top. Um, look, I'm um, I'm with the Paul Butterworth runner in Barag. Bit of um, bit of Ipswich and um, Sunny Coast heavy form getting around. Look, it's one for two um, this trip. It's had the one failure on a good track, so it doesn't read well in the form guides. But I think that was in a maiden and was sort of a four length 12 or something like that. So I think you can, like, it's tick the box. That's not, you know, that's not 20 lengths last kind of a thing. I, I just think it gets the run of the race from the barrier draw. Look, it should be sitting, but it's not leading. It'll be tucked in just behind them. Maddie Wishart um, gets the claim. And I just think it gets the run of the race here against a few of these. And in, in a market, to be honest, where there's, I'm pretty untrusting with, with a lot of these, like white water, we've had a, We've had a crack at that. Um, C Paling's probably half a decent bet, but yeah, look, I just I just think it's wide open this race, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an absolute stinker to get our, ourselves kicking off. Um, I'm sticking with Field Regiment here for that reason. There being, I think I'd rather be up on the pace in race one, and and hopefully the that rail out eight creates a bit of a hot lane because that's probably where Alligator Blood was flying home Stradbroke Day. Should just jump, should just hopefully lead from barrier five. Stephen Lee from northern New South Wales brings it up with Collett as well. Yeah, Jason Collett's up here. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a few that are obviously sticking around for the Tats Tiara, but you've got, you know, Willie Pike's taking a ride in uh, in this race on the boss man's leap of warning there too. So you can always get a little bit of a push when, you know, horses might be training off, but good jockeys, they lift them. They lift them. Sure. That field regiment. That field regiment scratched out of the highway in Sydney as well on Saturday too. So a bit of a push there if you want to follow follow B, uh, Moz in. I bloody hope so. I'm following myself in, mate, because <laughs> that means uh, into race two at Gatton for the fill-up and then back to race two at Eagle Farm. And, look, it's not too common that you get a good one, but it's also uncommon that you get a good one. That didn't really make much sense. But uncommon, James. Um, scratch last week, I believe. Lloyd, you'll correct me if I'm wrong there or whenever it was. But we talked that the stable have a bit of an opinion of this horse. Uh, I think first up. BM78, I'm sure that last start was a bit of a uh, bigger challenge than what this field might put together. But you got some good horses here. Joy to all, just missed out on a, a run there at Ipswich as well from the from a listed grade. And, and Tara Jasmine doesn't really do anything outside of Grafton. But third up now, gets the services of Willie Pike. Uh, O'Day Hoisted are just flying all the time. Not a handy, uh, not a bad little handy race, Lordy. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, good little field. I think you probably mentioned the three the three winning chances, I'd have thought. I'm with the favourite, Uncommon James. I thought O'Day, Hoisted and Benny Thompson can go back to back to kick off proceedings. little bit of a query, I guess, that it's been, you know, 12 months and two weeks since its last, last run. Um, but he did go out a listed winner. He's obviously had a few issues, um, scratched last week from the wide barrier, but... Um, his recent trials, they've you know they've just all really been pointing to a you know that he's back and going well. I know that they want to get him down to Melbourne in the spring as well. So um, if he if he's that good, you'd think he'd be winning a benchmark seventy eight. But obviously, Joy to all, she um, she's pretty smart too. Yeah, it's a, um, I think I think that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, I've got it on top, but it's a lot of it's based on potential because I'm yeah query the. Mm the the 12 month break and i mean they'd have a right um but it's one of those ones where it's like um yeah it, it's sort of hard to say whether whether i'm uh, sorry whether he's we'll have him right but it's hard to say whether he's rock hard fit and ready to go the 220s probably it's getting <laughs> it's getting thin again yeah. but yeah he's on top yeah i think it's an absolute gift to be completely honest has the eagle farm box ticked as well which I don't know. Again, we just make up our own stats on this show, as you know by now, mugs. But Davy Van Doombin doesn't necessarily go too well at Eagle Farm. So joy to war without the run. And I think she's just a bit of a chaos head case mare as well from what we've sort of seen. Um, and I got that right. She is a mare. How good. Uh, so oncoming James, on top for me because you're right, Lloyd. If, if they're going to take you know a team down to Melbourne, well – you think he's coming out and blowing a BM78 away uh, and just on the up, up and up. So be interesting. Will be. Uh, speaking of interesting, Lloydy, you zip it for a minute because race three, uh, Bean was on our intrigue last week there in the Ipswich Cup, which uh, ended up starting a $3.50 favourite. So <laughs> Bean, I don't know, it must have been the, the beanie or the dance moves that you're putting on up on the uh, the socials, but they came for you. They absolutely smashed this girl in and uh, she was no good, even though she finished second. But you're getting $1.75 this week. Does it mean that you're going back to the well? 
Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, look, I, um, I, I, I can't entertain the dollar sixty. I mean, it probably should win, but I, yeah, that's just that's not not my game. I need to have some sort of a price. I actually thought up there was one. There's one right down the bottom of the um, the bottom of the weights in Tafayette um, for Jim Byrne and Matt Dunn. It was due to run Wednesday at Doomben, I believe. I mean, I think our intrigue should win, but it's thirty five and twelve. It's one for one at the track and distance. Um, Likes the track, really appreciates a good surface. Barrier four should be able to sort of tuck in behind them. And it wasn't far off Kipling's journey, who, I mean, our prestigious trainer um, put his comments out there saying that, you know, it, it got a gate sort of last week at Ipswich. It goes close to knocking off that race. So I thought at 35s and 12s, um, outside the favourite, it's, it's a decent bet, I think, in the small field. I think it's half a hope here. Yeah, I had it in my numbers too, mate. Um, Tafayette, I thought she was a chance on, on Wednesday if she had have lined up. Yeah, I was keen there. on Wednesday, yeah. Mm. Um, this is obviously a little bit tougher. I'm with you in the sense that I just can't have Aaron Tree at $1.60. Um, I'm going the other way with Rebel Rama for Mark Connors and Tommy Berry. Um, look, fourth to Surf Dancer in Arapahoe last start. Obviously, Surf Dancer let us down on Saturday in that listed race in Sydney, but it still wasn't, you know, it wasn't too bad a run. It led and the winner just got the run of the race and put them away pretty quickly, really. So, um, you know, she's been back to the trials between that run. I don't mind having a bit of a tick over trial in there off a, off a small break and, you know, in a, in a race I'm just not keen to bet into. Rebel Rama on top, race four. I'll tell you what, you two are smoking some absolute crack pipe of value. Erwin Tree is 20 rating points clear of the rest of this field, and it gives, well, it gives the field half a kilo. This is unbelievable. This is the, the best place horse Chris Waller has ever done. And trust me, <laughs> he's done some real questionable things. Willie Pike on, barrier one. It'll just, this could be a bit of a, well, it was this day last year, Incentivise gapped the field. I don't think Erwin Tree has the potential upside that Incentivise did at the time, but... I think we could be looking at a five-length plus win, uh, and that'll be a gin and tonic from you there, Lloydie, and a rumbo from you, Bean, to Moz when it <laughs> happens to win by five. Thank you very I much. Thought she was, I thought she was just a wet tracker, to be honest. She I, probably is, I, but who cares? Yeah. It's a shit race. It's yeah. all shit. Oh, shit. Oh, if we knock you, if you knock you off, I can't wait. I'm gonna, that, that rum's going to be the sweetest oh, yeah. tasting rum in the state. <laughs> I hope yeah, Tafayette and Rebel Rama run one too. Yeah, I'll be having the Cornella with those two. Don't you worry about that, Moz. You can jam your intrigue comments up right up. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm probably more likely to get the drink because you two would have hopefully had a fill-up and I'm uh, I'm sitting sitting in the <laughs> yeah. sorrow gutter, twiddling my thumbs, hoping someone shouts me an Uber home. <laughs> All right, we'll move on before I embarrass myself even more. If uh, Muggs, I'll tell you what, if... If a 2,100-metre listed race didn't wet your whistle at Eagle Farm, the Group 3 Tattlesles Cup will, 2,400. We made mention of the champ, the big eye, that uh, came out and looked, kicked, licked and dicked the field last year. That is that is pretty much the, the origins of that famous saying that goes around every week at the track. Uh, but again, we've got a pretty miserable field here. We've got eight in the run. I believe there was even like maybe seven nommed and they extended the noms and a few more went in, but obviously didn't accept. Uh, just to show you the range of this field, top order 
is your outsider at $51. I do think that might be the wrong price, but in saying that, $2.50 for Estefini, who, again, hasn't won in a very, very, very long time. Lloydie, what did you think of the run there in the Q22? I know you were, you were pretty eyes smitten with the winner, but did you see this thing storming home for fourth? Um, yeah, I actually offered to German Cup run. It was a pretty... It was a pretty good run in the German Cup behind Huayta, Maximo and Zaki, and then fourth in the in the Q22. Both of those wait for age with 59 on its back. It gets in here with 55, a kilo less than honourable spirit and level weights with, you know, the rest of them all bar lunar snip. Um, I know it's been almost four years since Esti Fanny's last win, but simply all he has to do is run, you know, half as well as what he's done last two when he puts a gap in these. He's just he's he's the he's a weighted certainty, I would reckon, if he runs like he has the last two. Yeah. hundred percent. Keen as two I think it's had yeah. three goes this trip for two wins. Like I I just said even luck and I think it wins. I think it's I think it's it's the I think it's the best of the day, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Yep. Barry Seven just gets it, it it'll be probably worse than midfield, but um, you know, you've got Cedar Power will go forward, Bonnie Ezra will go forward. Um, you know, Alakahan probably takes it up as well. Like if it goes forward, yeah, yeah. So I don't, and you know, only eight in it. If you if you're worse than midfield, you're two or three links off from coming into the straight, and yeah, um, it's, it's let down well enough. Its last couple in much much tougher races. You know, what price is Huator or Numerian here? They're you know they're odds on, aren't they? So I think two dollars thirty, two dollars forty, whatever we're getting. Um, fill your pockets, mugs. Yeah, tick. Yeah, yep. it seems it seems a bit too obvious, doesn't it? But you're right when these uh these imports come over, the only thing they want is distance. So clear on top, I think you're right. I think you know there's not really much else in this field you can even make a case for, and it was hard enough to make a case for St. Fanny, let alone uh mm. that's a pretty fun name we could have some fun with. Uh, top order for a place bet though, well in overs, maybe you not. reckon. I thought oh. it, it looks. It, it almost looked the winner in the Ipswich Cup the other day, back to the fence, and then I had a look and I was like, "Oh, where did it finish up? Oh, tenth of sixteen, got beat six. Like, there was a low race. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's uh. Couldn't win with eight lengths on the weekend. Can t- tell you. I'll give you a top just... six mark. I don't know. I'll give you tens. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, five career wins. Two have come from Eagle Farm, and obviously just. Well, the, this horse doesn't need anything, but a rock hard track's probably its go. Let's be honest. If there is yeah. any of any of go, but uh, yeah. we'll move on pretty quick because right. I think we've spent five minutes too long on race four, which we don't deserve to. We need to steer our attention to a race that we've got knowledge for days here, mugs. It's the Battle of the Bush final. Uh, yeah. These codgers and mudlarks and whatever you want to call them, racing over the the glorious twelve hundred meters there at Eagle Farm. Coming from bloody Cairns, Timbuktu, Mount Isa. I don't know, half of the names of these places I've never heard of. One we have heard of, though, Lloydie, and it's because there's a bit of North Queensland vibe here. A bit of rocky form, you could say, once upon a time. Star of O'Reilly, 425, carries the car park, 62 and a half. Probably carries the good side of the Fitzroy River up there as well. But Barry 11... Ricky McMahon, mate, I don't know, steer us into something because I'm sure Bean's got the winner, but I've got no idea, like, probably the, the 75,000 listeners we get every week. Yeah, your, confidence well, is, your confidence is misplaced. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I reckon without actually speaking to Bean before, I reckon we'll end up on the same horse here. But I thought if you're going to have all this non-tab form come to the fore um, and you've got a little bit of tab provincial form, you have to be with a moody bay for, for Justin Stanley and Olivia Cairns. You go back two starts, it runs, runs fourth in the Fitzroy to Sir Warwick and Valente. Um, April 16, the Mugs Day ran fourth to on the lead. Sir Warwick got beat less than a length at Eagle Farm, this track and distance on a good three. Um, carried the same weight that day. Last start winner at, at Home Hill. It's trialled at the Gold Coast behind the Lioness, beat Safe Work Home, who's probably a chance earlier in the day. Um, and, you know, you go back to the that run in December, third behind Smart Meteor in an Eagle Farm race over the mile. There's your Ipswich Cup winner. Um, I, I think... I think the 550 or thereabouts is a pretty good price for a Moody Bay, to be honest. Ben? Yeah, and no, I mean I'm with you. I just love going through this list and seeing the um seeing the ex um Brisbane or Metro horses yeah. <laughs> running like uh pretty sure Machini's gone around. A Moody Bay was that was down from Sydney, <laughs> Piracy, they just yeah. all start. Was Awanichi that that used to get around as well, didn't it? I I thought it was that always. Yeah, up possibly. There. I'm pretty sure Hit Snooze won its debut at Eagle Farm or something in a two-year-old yeah, race, just led all the way. Yeah, I, I enjoy just reading through where they've the 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 countryside they've covered since leaving the um <laughs> since leaving the big smoke. But look, I'm with the Moody Bay mate. Yeah, I just yeah I have to have it on top with a bit of that form around it. This race is, I got no idea. Will not be having a bet in. I can tell you. No, Raiden probably the other one for Willie Pike. It's um it's run well in this race before and you go sort of through its form. It won at Birdsville a couple of starts ago and then it donkey licked him at Mount Isa last start. I know that's totally different to what Sir Warwick would do. So, uh, you know, but I think he's 10 or $11, Willie Pike on board from a good gate too. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, side with you two because you sound a lot smarter than what I was going to throw down. But Moody Bay, I believe, used to run in the old Western Bulldogs colours down for... Maybe Paddy Payne down Certainly in Victoria. Did. Yep. Um, I reckon we had this conversation 12 months ago in this race. Yeah, we <laughs> did. We had that exact combo. <laughs> there we go. Well, they're, at least the horses are sticking true to their form. But, yeah, Raiden's the same. He's down here for every country cups they get. I noticed uh, High Harry, mate, in the emergencies, still still suffering from the declaration that Lloydie made uh, probably, what, 12 months ago as well in this same race. So, yeah, there's a few battlers going around for sure. Yep. Well-named Battle of the Bush. Should be the Battlers of the Bush. Yeah, definitely. Well, they're racing for – it's a $200,000 wallet, 116K for first. Makes mm. makes our Gatton Cup bloody hopeful uh, chances a little more diminished, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you, you even, even on that note there, Moz, the, the prize money, like – that Amudi Bay, it's two starts ago runs in the $75,000 Fitzroy at Rocky and against Brisbane quality horses. And here it's up against horses that are coming from country races for 200K. It's, it might even be just a cash grab for Olivia Cairns. I think I got more confident as we spoke about it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Lordy's just had 200 on the nose. <laughs> I reckon yeah. I might lock this one in now for Moz's must have. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now. Might just pop in Eagle Farm for race five and get the hell out of there. Mm. Uh, well, look, you may as well stay around for the, the quaddy there, Muggs, especially if we've just filled you up on a Moody Bay, wearing the uh, ex-Western Bulldogs colours, if you haven't heard over the last year and a half of the show. Um, this is a bit of a tougher one because not a lot, well, apart from the favourite, Burning Bell, um, not a lot of them are really in the form that 
they may have once been in that sort of two-year-old twilight season. Uh, you know, I'm talking a Rhapsody Rose, never runs a bad race, but again, winning form is the form you want. Put on a red light in the same boat there for Willie Pike and TJ. But uh, Bean, you're a bit of a Gold Coast fiend. You know, we, we love seeing you down at the cast. You're, <laughs> you're out bloody at Cali Beach Club with Ditters and the crew <laughs> getting the rig out, mate. The Edmonds team, uh, Maloney on board, you know, probably starting to find a bit of form again as well. How good's this three-year-old at $4? Thanks for our good friends. Um, look, probably pretty good. There's a few here, obviously, we've been, I mean, Fetch is in there as well. That was a pretty good last start winner. I'm actually on one um, at a bit of value. I don't think you can, you can't knock Avalante. That horse is absolutely flying. I, I normally back it. I've missed its... Missed its last start. It won again at, I think, at about $9, barrier nine. Um, it, it'll jump well and sort of sit handy in the run. I think it was about maybe three or four back one out last start and just cleared out and won quite nicely at Doombin. Um, it's one from two at the distance. Goes up in weight and obviously a tougher race. But, look, I, I can't I can't knock how well it's going. I think it's flying. So I'm happy to be with that. At $19 and 440 That's the best place bet you'll get all day anywhere on the card, I reckon. Yeah, mate. Um, that El Vencendor, it came out and franked that form. It won pretty well on Wednesday as well after yeah. getting nutted by it um, the week before. I'm, I think I'm, well, ratings suggest I'm with the best horse in the race, and that's Rhapsody Rose. Um, third up now at the 1,200 again, and she's had the two runs where she's been against the boys, um, both three-year-old races. <laughs> so, you know, she, she's a bit lacklustre first up in the Gold Coast Guineas, but... We all were on that track. It was, you know, it was bottomless. Um, and then she came out and she led. She was big odds the other day too in that Queensland Day Stakes at listed level. She led and she ran fourth, beaten by Thelric Arenti and ingratiating. So um, she was the best of the fillies in that race. She's back to fillies grade. She's drawn well in five. I, I imagine she just um, leads this field on her ear and um, she'll be the one they have to catch. So I'm happy to be with. I think she's around that four or five dollars as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate. For uh four eighty, thanks to our good friends there at you know where. Lloyd, I'm with you as well. And the only thing to add is Chris Munt is airborne, not even flying. He's, he's in the he's in this stratosphere, he's going that well. So eyeliner, Ipswich Cup, won everything you could last weekend, didn't he? Uh yeah. so stable confidence is always good to have this time of year. So you're right, barrier five. I think she just loves a rock hard track as well this girl yeah i agree all right well we got one leg down do we have yep. to kick on to race seven no yep we do uh Tattersall's life member stakes so two-year-olds i believe um maybe three-year-olds johnny rocker absolutely pulled everyone's pants down last start uh but the form keeps stacking up there lordy from that first up maiden win at the sunny coast poly track you know what you're going to get from Johnny Rocker. It's going to be a jump lead and try and win. But I don't know. Is there a little bit of pace on the inside from Barrier Eleven that just may derail this potential good horse? Um, well, mate, he jumped from Barrier Ten the other day and he got he got over pretty comfortably. I reckon. I reckon same again. He he, he pulled our pants down in a big way last start, like you said. But um, the market's obviously caught on. He's been sevens into fives since they went up. Um, yesterday afternoon, and to be completely honest, I think he's I think he's one of the better bets of the day. And hearing Barry Lockwood during the week, they want to go to Sydney with him in the spring for maybe a Golden Rose. Um, 
interesting. Like he's he's by jukebox, and I was trying to think like who's <clears throat> jukebox. That was that good horse of Maran Eustace's, I think, that yeah. went around in the Jamaica colours. So obviously he's got his first um, first runners on the ground, and he's going well. I yeah, I, I think you watch that replay. Jeez, he just travelled that whole way up the straight last start. Really, like he was never going to get caught. I think if he does that again, he wins pretty similarly. You're going to kill me. <laughs> um, I'm going back to the well with Metallicity. This is this 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 is going to be the last time. Though. I do promise the mugs out there. I know first up, one pace was ordinary. Last start, Tommy Berry on board. Just got held up key stages. Um, third up, fitness all-time high. This is probably the right trip. Um, draws barrier five, bury on. I think it gets all the favours. There's absolutely no excuses this weekend for the Snowden team. If this horse doesn't win at the $8.50, which I think is a pretty nice price for the play, um, I, I'm dead set going to give it away. It's um, it, it will be in the C as of next week, but I'm with Metallicity for the final time. <laughs> I can hear the disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. My, my, my camera my camera isn't seem to working on the zoom here but uh i am shaking my head profusely uh at bean right now uh i'm sticking with stroll to be that run-on filly that's going to be storming home like she did last start which pulled our pants down because we've been a fan of uh of stroll since she debuted but uh i thought that was a pretty hot race the step up to 1400 is going to be the test for the first time and just think there'll be pace up front. You're right. Johnny Rocker should go forward. Resistible looks like one that's going to uh, want to do the same as well. Uh, a few others. They're two-year-olds. They're all bloody head cases, so you don't know what half of them are going to do. Uh, the other one that's just, they'll well, again, they're just leaving the odds up to, to take, really. Four or $5 mm. a place again. Simple as that. Always runs a good race or it finishes last. So take your pick there. What's the thoughts on Honeypot? Any comments? Jeez. <laughs> Isn't uh, honey, Honeypot's almost going to replace Brooklyn Hustle after this weekend when she retires, isn't she? You're getting close. You, you can't. It, it, she's, she's had the runs on the board to, to obviously suck you in and you get that price again if you're, if you're a fan that if you're going to go back to the well, this is probably the time you do it at $9. But Duh. she might she's that horse already yeah it's yeah. a lot like that yeah. it'd just yeah. be she'd be a classic you know where we made it quite uh quite public that we're going to gatton for hopefully a kill job but that'd be the one that she rocks up at nanango or warwick or something goes around at three bucks and wins by 10 and no one knew she was out there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably it probably won't even be something like that. It'll just be a, a group two as a three-year-old somewhere and she's still a maiden and she wins at 30s. <laughs> like, <laughs> be, a, be a proper swamp job in the off-season somewhere yeah. around, around December sometime, perhaps. Well, Muggs, it takes us now to the main event. Uh, lick your lips, Brooklyn Hustle fans, because it could be the last time you ever do so. But knowing this horse... She might go to stud, not get in foal, and she's going to be back next racing prep to break our hearts all again. Barrier 13, $12. We touched on her a little bit. There's a there's a few of these horses that are definitely heartbreakers. But, Lloydie, you've got the floor, mate. She sucked you in for some reason. Uh, you're quite the 
the Twitter, you know, Leviathan, some would say, with with some of your strong opinions on on horses and where they're going to go to. But I'll give you credit. A couple of weeks ago, you called her, her the tiara queen in waiting. Is it still the case? Or have you actually looked at the form and realised, why the hell am I looking at Brooklyn Hustle for? No, well, I'm still, I've still got her on top. Um, and I do, I just, the, the reason being was that I really like the coming from open company against the boys back to restricted mare's grade where she meets, you know, she does go up a few kilos. She goes up five kilos from that run in the Stradbroke, but Star Tontes is the only other horse coming out of that race into here. She meets her half a kilo better and only has to try and turn around 0.3 of a length. So I think that's doable. Um, but, you know, all her runs have been good. Six to Apache Chase, six to Alligator Blood in those group ones that we've spoke about. Similar sort of setup to what we've seen to Fano do through Candy years, years gone by. Um, you know, she might not be that calibre, but look, she's going to, she's got the Eagle Farm Box ticks. She'll be rattling home. Um, barrier nine, I think, after scratchings or 10. So, um, look, she can be a little bit closer, hopefully. And maybe, just maybe, she'll um, go out a winner. But I do, I do have a good feeling that Shout the Bar is going to run the race of her life up on the speed as well on a dry track first up. So that'll be the Quinella, I think. Well, interesting you uh, you bring up Shout the Bar because you're right, mate. She's She was sold at the Broodmare sales and they've actually just primed her to come back for this run and then obviously uh, start a, a new career at stud, as they so kindly say. She's a front runner, barrier two. Bean, you're, you're doing a bit of nodding there, or are you just surprised that I know uh, a bit of a fact of the day? Um, I'm surprised at the fact, but I'm also nodding because I'm, I'm real keen on Shout the Bar, to be honest. I mean, there's a few queries just around the, the speed map. You've got a couple that, that sort of like to go forward, Vangelic, Palaisa, Pan, um, and then a couple at the top of the market in Snapdancer and Anavisto. They all like to shoot forward, but they're all jumping from, you know, eight or nine barriers further away than... Um, and shout the bar, I think, can lead. Um, Ryan Maloney controls this on speed. And, um, I mean, it, it did had an absolute gap job on Barb Raider. I think it was over the mile at Mooney Valley. So, mm. 1,400, it can hold on to a lead over sort of, a, you know, a mile or, or less. So, I think I don't think there's too many queries there. The fitness is, um, is obvious. I think it's had a trial down in Sydney. Um, it just absolutely loves a good deck. And, you know, if that inside rail is is fairly hot and they're not fanning wide, then I think shout the bar at $12 is a super bet. Yep. I'm keen. Yeah. You, you're talking some good words there, Bean. I do like it. I do like it. Uh, the only the only problem with a, a gay waterhouse horse is the other gay waterhouse horse in the race. So Ben Gellick's <laughs> one that doesn't bloody take any prisoners either. So you just want them to leave each other alone. Uh, but I think from Barry 11... What can cross with Vangelic is Ana Visto and just park perfectly. She's got a, and this is the, the good thing about this race, boys. You just call them all she's because it's a mare's race. How good. We can't get it wrong. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Anyway, he will, uh, he will cut. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> just, just think this has been a bit of a long-term goal. I think the best form too, which she hasn't been able to do for a while, but on the good tracks, um, if you go back through the form, the Sydney preps, I think it's still wet in Sydney, so not much news is there. But, again, one of those horses that's top top range, I guess, uh, in Flemington, Caulfield, going around every week, 
coming up to Brisbane, looks very well placed here. Uh, the other one was Snapdancer, obviously coming down south to target this as well. But you're you're probably ripping up your ticket there from Barrier Twenty One. Um, although that was what the the Sangstar got across. Can you see probably Snapdancer trying to get across from Barrier Twenty One? She'll try. Um, yeah. I just think it'll be her undoing, to be honest. I I don't think I know it sort of goes against what I'm saying because Brooklyn Hustle come came out of that Sangster as well, but. The way that that race played compared to how this is going to with the speed and whatnot, I think it's just a totally different ball game. And um, she is a good mare, obviously. She's she's won her fair share of races, especially Magic Millions Day. But um, I think this is, I think it's tougher without really being that good of a race. So I don't know. I can't have her, but you know, away game is she the obvious? She skipped the Stradbroke. She was good, just as good as Isotope and Private Eye in that Kingsford Smith Cup, and she's here. Um, trial in between. Uh, it, it's really, it's a lottery, but at least you're going to get, you know, even if you're at the pointy end of the market, you're getting $5 about your bet, or, you know, you don't have to take $2.30 about anything in it. That's good. Yeah, well, I, I sort of hoped that there was another $2.30 Tafane favourite in this year's edition that it was an absolute fill up, but anyway, <laughs> on a uh, look, we love barrier draws full stop here at Mugs HQ. But have you ever seen sort of a carnival uh, where so many well fancied favourites have just drawn absolutely horrid over the last month? Hmm. It's a um, yeah, fair point. You, especially you look at even the Stradbroke. There's about six of them draw bad. Yeah, every everyone that was everyone that would have been in the market was was posted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't really matter. <laughs> well, that's that's probably worth taking into note too. That that's that's obviously uh, your two weeks ago how the track sort of played. That Alligator Blood drew wide, Rothfire drew bloody wide, Isotope did as well, and they finished three out of the top four. Um, so probably isn't as scary as what you maybe get at another track. Mm. No, you're yeah. right. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mate, I don't know if I'm right. I'm just saying stuff to uh to get us to race nine because that's what this winter carnival feels like sometimes. We've been on there for too bloody long. The mugs just want to hear the winners. Uh, and you've got, again, just a, a nice competitive race, which is what we love. King of Sparta, first up, the Snowdens. Bean, I'm sure you're going to tell the world about how good this horse maybe is or isn't. Um, but the interesting runner here is is obviously Baller. So second favourite has to carry the grandstand of 60 kilos, but bypass that late entry into the Stradbroke from winning the Morton Cup. I guess the team just think he's a 1,200-metre horse. Lloydie, you're a part of the team as anyone, mate. Is Baller your go-to in the last? No. Um, again, maybe I'm mad because if I, if I were to get the quaddy, it's because a bunch of, you know, nobody, not necessarily nobodies, but teasers of one. I am um, at the weights. So I want to. I want to be with Garibaldi. I um. I thought that that first up run was super behind Boom Nova. She was flying, and that was a thousand meters. So, not really um, Garibaldi's go. Second up, he's won two of his seven. Um, he loves Eagle Farm, and he he gets to the twelve hundred now, which he's going to love. Barrier sixteen is an absolute nightmare. I don't know. I don't know what they do. There's probably enough pressure in the race to to justify going back but I don't think he's the sort of horse that wants to be at the back and last and have the entire job against him. But I think if he goes forward, he probably brings himself undone a little bit in a race like this. But 
if Benny Thompson can just slot in somewhere three wide with cover, I think um, I think he's going to have the last shot at them. To be honest, fifty four kilos is in pretty well, like against some of these horses. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd just give him strength, I guess. He's going to need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. He's but taking on taking taking on the Snowden army mate look um obviously I was up and about with Rangers last start um I found them pretty hard to split to be honest I think they draw barriers five and six um the key shift here is Barry jumps off Rangers and on to King of Sparta if you want to push on on what they think their best prospect is in the race it's probably um probably the former um look I'm going to stick with Rangers at the $12 and 360 I think it gets the run of the race there's absolutely no pace drawn inside it should be able to cross and sit oh, maybe one pair back one out or inside on the fence which I don't think is going to be a terrible place to be I think King of Sparta probably comes across and camps maybe another pair or two back behind them but I think they run the Quinella King of Sparta is a, a pretty good thing but at the price I'm, I'm siding with Rangers it's a it's tearing at the heartstrings this race, but I think the Snowden Quinella is well and truly on the cards here. This is like the ultimate um, um, Ramoni lead up, isn't it? I think it's two or three weeks to the Ramoni, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure they said King of Sparta was going there. Garibaldi was there last year. You know, a horse like Mass Destruction, probably perfect for it. Blondo, Rangers, they're all. Yeah, yeah, they're all. They, they just scream Ramoni sort of horses, don't they? <laughs> Well, one that probably Grey does it is is Grey Worm because uh, <laughs> made it made a strong case and got led. I was I was cheering it, you know, two hundred meters into the race, but that was about it. Uh, I've got to have a crack at shooting for gold here. Barrier seventeen, she uh, he I should say um, missed the jump last start and still came home like an absolute freight train. Twelve hundred meters. I just think that you know maybe it was. Just the run didn't zap the horse for its group, big grand final effort, maybe like a few of the others coming through that race. So shooting for gold, again, each way price, which you never really get for shooting for gold, just tells you the depth here. But what I will do is have a saver on the TJ Golan trifecta in the last, because again, this reeks of a bit of mass destruction, Satanta from a couple of seasons ago. So make sure you're doing that there, Muggs. Um, but again, you're right. Lloydy, that Ramoni looks pretty hot. If this is the field, I'd take that. Yeah, buddy, oh. It's a real good field. It's probably one of the races of the day, to be fair. I quite like this field. Well, the Healing yeah. Stakes, who do you remember who won this race last year? It was it Zaydani, wasn't it, down the outside? No, she won the... Um, she won the... Um, she won the um, I can, I'm pretty sure Maren Eustace trained the winner um, of it. Hang on. Um... Away game one, there you go. Yeah, that's right. And it was an absolute fill up. And I'm pretty sure she came down the, the outside rail there too, which that was the old Eagle Farm though, which you can make no reference to whatsoever because it changes every week. <laughs> <laughs> they exhilarate some Bella Nipatina. There you go. Oh, yeah. Great day out. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a good It's a good race day because you get uh, you get the local hopes sort of get a chance to, to win some much-deserved black type or cash money, as you say, but the monks don't care about that, Bean. They care about one thing, and that's your absolute banger. So we're going to need your banger, mate. If you've had a bit of a, a snuff around the grounds, you bet they want to hear that too. So lay in, big fella. 
Mate, I am. Um, <laughs> Beans banger race for Estefani. It's as, um, it's an absolute put in pull out job. I think it's a um, it's a it's a super bet on the card about the two dollars thirty five two forty something like that. And I I had a look around the grounds last night when I was sort of scoping around. And pff, mate, there is absolutely nothing I'm even remotely keen on. Caulfield's and Caulfield's a goat track. If you want to do your money, that's where you go to. That's where you go to lose it. And I think it's a soft track at what is it, Randwick or Rose Hill or some somewhere like that. And I'm yeah, I'm not keen on anything. So I'll I'll have a sniff further sniff elsewhere. But I think um, Mystic Aroma at Gatton race two, and then just launch into the Eagle Farm cards. The the best best go. Yeah, I'm um I'm with you, Bean, for the Lloydie's Lock race for Esty <laughs> Fenny. Yep, uh, we're we're sort of on the same on the same wave for a few races there on Saturday. So that's that concerning. Either <laughs> the concerning or a good thing if we've got our eye in. Um, I am going to give the punters one for the around the grounds. It's probably it's probably almost the shortest price favourite anywhere. Um, unfortunately, but race two at Caulfield, Ganati for the Snowden Yard, Brett Preble. Um, just two odd filly. Only had the one start, but absolutely pissed in at Flemington down the straight on debut by four lengths. Um, she's by that Japanese sire, deep impact out of that real good mare, El Anud. Um, she could be a whether maybe a Coolmore or a thousand skinnies horse in the spring. I think she's a serious racehorse. So race two Caulfield, a dollar ninety with that good friends, Ganadi. Ganadi, great, great spot in there, Lordy. You you always find them that value. Um, <laughs> that's it the king the king of rocky mate the king of value you you name it he's got it, it, is, uh, it is, going... um, yep yep big day at rocky saturday sunday yeah well mate i'll give you the floor again it's uh because we're easing into sort of the the north queensland carnival slash festival aren't we we are yeah um so tap sprint friday tats cup Saturday, sunday and then a fortnight to the new market and um, Rocky Cup meet. So exciting times. Master Jamie in on Sunday with 65 and a half on his back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. And uh, good good friend of the show, Bubba Tilly, taking the ride there, mate. So wish the big fella a bit of luck. Uh, I'm spotting him as good as you, Lordy. I'm going our intrigue for Moz's must-have at the, the juicy odds of about $1.70 because – the people just want winners, mate. And we say it on the hone-in, you'd rather pick a dollar seventy winner than a $12 value loser, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Go with it. Uh, and, Muggs, I've got, I've got some ripper goss for you here. Uh, I'm going out to Belmont, race number eight. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not um, Elite Street. I think Elite Street is in the paddock, which is very, very shattering. Oh, but there's a horse God this. has chosen who went under last start there at the dollar sixty <laughs> at the mile, but stepping up to the two thousand. The, the go is always Perth Cup with this this horse. So at the two bucks, CJP. I know, Bean, you're a bit of a Parnham fan, but I'm going to have to go against you just to get the winners, mate. So race eight at Belmont there. Uh, it's a Strickland stake, so it's actually a group three. Yeah. I hate that horse. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Mate, it, it won beat... like five on the trot and got beat last start that you were probably on at the dollar forty. Yeah, he was. Oh, for, was. A, for a fairly healthy I mean, sum too, I believe. It's <laughs> been Red I... Can Man when we declared it two starts ago, when Red Can Man, we were all on it for a stack, 
And then I was on it for a stack last night and fucking Chris Parnham on Captain Chaos over the top late somehow. <laughs> guess uh, who was on Captain Chaos in the, in the pub with him? Yeah. <laughs> I... yeah, guess who didn't guess who didn't scroll far enough down to see what Chris Parnham was on? Me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it was an absolute fluke and a sick watch both in the same time. So that's what I'm they actually go go head to head again in that race. So I'm putting it down to Fluke's luck and the class will just prevail here on Saturday night. So boys, mugs, muggets, big Saturday all around. Good to have a runner. So get behind us again. We'll see if we can fill up the bank. If not, Brooklyn Hustles Day, baby. Boom. Yep. I got my $9.80. I got the $9.80 prize money check before too. So it pays to be an owner in the mugs. Uh, mugs <laughs> <laughs> get involved. That's right. Get involved. Mugs, you can turn that into 100. You just never know. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs>